everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to Revolutionary Lumpen Radio. It's good to be talking to you all again. So in this public feed episode, we're going to release a short clip. It's only about 12 out of 100 from what will be a track on our upcoming Lumpenmatic album. It was released early as I feel it's important to share this as soon as possible to make Ted's work more accessible for educational purposes. Here we will listen to the return of Marxist writer Ted Rees, who kindly accepted an invitation to read the first six pages of their latest work, Humanizing Production, which you can buy online easily from an array of retailers. Ted's work is especially important to me and my education, so much so that about two weeks ago I was actually invested I was actually arrested for alleged activism. I'm currently out on bail now for another two weeks. When I was arrested, I actually took in Ted's previous book with me, Socialism or Extinction, Climate Automation and War in the Final Capitalist Breakdown into the cell where I read it while I was waiting around and I mean it really does mean a lot to me I think it's so crucially important Ted's one of the Marxist Ted's the best Marxist writer alive today for an array of reasons before we get into it let me just quickly first tell you about humanizing production it is 30 pages or so of results from thorough investigation into current present phenomena across the planet relating to automation, labour, economics, environment, outside and even inside our bodies. Ted does all this using comprehensive research to write paragraphs of analysis that really does give you a deep understanding on so many broad subjects, but subjects all tied together, such as our health, our jobs, and our future under capitalism, while providing us glimmers of a vision of a better society for life on Earth, which is, you know, almost just as important, if not more important, than pointing out the problems. Follow Ted on Twitter at Grossmanite. Follow me on Medium at grossmanite.medium.com. So this is the first six pages. I'll just start off with a quote. The stock market crash in March 2020. So 22 days, that's all it took for the S&P 500 stock market to fall 30% from its record high. Fastest drop of this magnitude in history. The second, third and fourth quickest 30% pullbacks all occurred during the Great Depression era in 1934, that was 23 days, 31, that was 24 days, and 1929, that was 31 days. So, on to the main text. In March 2020, the US stock market suffered its worst ever crash. A month later, the price of oil fell below zero for the first time ever. Unbeknown to the vast majority of the global population, the ruling class, the monopoly capitalist bourgeoisie, has instigated as gently, deceptively and gradually as it can possibly manage what will surely turn out in the long run to be its last stand and the greatest and final class war of all time. For capitalism has undergone a decisive structural shift whereby replacing mechanization with automation rather than merely updated mechanization has become increasingly necessary in order to meet the ever-rising demands of capital accumulation 
paradoxically tending to abolish the sole source of profit, i.e. capital's exploitation of commodity-producing labour. Global debt or fictitious capital, representing surplus capital that is unprofitable to reinvest, continually hits record highs in absolute and relative terms, manifesting in the largest ever financial bubble, the third one-in-100-year bubble in three decades, and the first ever everything bubble engulfing every asset class. The trajectory of capital accumulation veers ever steeper, indicating an approaching absolute historical limit. Inversely, the general global rate of profit has demonstrably trended historically towards zero, falling from an estimated decade average of 43% in the 1870s to 17% in the 2000s. Over the past half century, decade by decade average global gross domestic product growth rates have tended to recede from above 5% in the 1960s to below 2% in the past two decades. Over the past seven centuries, since the early rudiments of capitalist production, global interest rates have been trending downwards. And over the past 13 years, short-term baseline rates have fallen to zero for the first time ever, remaining stuck there apart from one brief spell in 2016 to 2019, in the traditional imperialist capitalist superpowers of the US and Britain. To be clear, the average rate of return on capital is more or less zero. Moreover, an average 6% cut to the baseline rate is usually required to end recessions by sufficiently cheapening capital and therefore re-incentivizing lending, borrowing, buying and selling. capitalist system is stuck, peddling ever more frantically just to stay still. In 2020, 22% of all US dollars ever printed were digitally printed in those 12 months, taking the figure to 75% in 11 years. In May 2021, 40% of all dollars had been printed in the previous 12 months. Worldwide hyperinflation beckons. With capital's profitability becoming extremely dependent on public debt and state purchases, central bank money printing has started to go into overdrive. Even before March 2020, the lifetime devaluations of both the US dollar and British pound sterling were approaching 100%. Devouring everything in its path, converting nature into commodities at an ever greater rate in a desperate bid to stave off its impending final breakdown. Capital is accelerating its destruction of Earth, especially the biodiversity of both wildlife and the soil, bleating the latter's nutritional density, simultaneously flooding the planet's atmosphere with carbon dioxide previously sequestered in the Earth, polluting the air we breathe and heating the globe, threatening its habitability. The nutrition in our diets and biodiversity of the human gut's microbiome, which regulates our health, are also in decline, contributing to the rising modern phenomenon of autoimmune disease. The other contributing factor is capital's ever-rising dependence on the intensity of mining metals and fossil fuels, increasingly polluting the products we consume, and thus the human body thereby also depleting human fertility. As capital accumulates and the rate of profit falls, so too it appears do sperm count. World socialism is thus becoming, for the first time, not only an economic but a biological necessity. 
Amid the advancing decay of bourgeois society, the ruling class, armed with ultra-advanced weaponry of the explosive and surreptitious varieties, is becoming ever more reckless and vicious. We no longer live in a post-World War II, but pre-World War III world. The heights of modern development, built over centuries on the blood, sweat and tears of the international working class, the proletariat, may sink to the greatest depths of dehumanisation and barbarism ever inflicted. But only the intensifying fires of struggle instigated by capital will rekindle and reforge the proletarian consciousness, militancy and unity that the bourgeoisie exclusively strains to extinguish. Only the degree to which the ruling class is compelled to attack the masses in both breadth and intensity will the masses be compelled to fight back with sufficient numbers and force. The painful setbacks and lessons of the past quarter millennium have demonstrated that capital will not be overthrown for good before it has more or less exhausted its capacity to exploit, accumulate and destroy. Every partial capitalist breakdown requires the destruction of both rising surplus capital that is unprofitable to reinvest and the equivalent surplus labour it can no longer afford to employ. But in the approaching final breakdown, all capital will become superfluous, with the evolution of its own economic technical base making the existing relations of privately owned production obsolete. The ruling class must reinforce its crumbling political superstructure through increasingly oppressive and destructive means, until there is nothing left to destroy, unless and until it is stopped. The masses will be compelled to overthrow the old superstructure and build a new, better, actually democratic one. The suffering and sacrifice to come, the price of liberation, may be extremely high, but those of us who perish will live on in the future generations and the earth with which we constantly exchange matter. On the other side of the initially dark metamorphosis now underway, if humanity is to survive and thrive, the international proletariat, now billions of times stronger in number than a mere century ago, will finally emerge triumphant into the light, reborn to a world of peace that existed 12,000 years ago before the advent of private property, emancipated from all the exploitative, oppressive and violent dictates of capital accumulation, and armed with the technological legacy of dead labour. On the way to building a class-free world of sustainable, abundant material wealth for all, what Marxists therefore refer to as the true beginning of human history.